Amen. Luke chapter 23, very familiar verse of Scripture. Here we go. Verse 38. And a superscription also was written over him in the letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. In other words, could I put it in the 21st century vernacular? Shut up, man. We deserve to be here. Basically what he was saying. We're here for the due reward of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. It's not anything that I haven't used before. I'll preach it in a different way today. But I, I want to take that 42nd verse, if I might, and put a little different spin on it for the next few minutes because I believe the Lord has something to say to somebody in this room today. Let me tell you something. Coming to church is not just singing songs. It's not just occupying a pew. It's not just giving in an offering. When we come to church, we ought to be changed by the power of God. And we ought to leave a different man or a different woman than when we walked in this room. You believe that today? So I pray that will happen before we walk out of here. If it hasn't happened already, everybody say this with me. Lord, remember me. You may be seated. What a, what a sight it was to stand and look at the place of the skull a few weeks ago. My mind was racing when I thought about Jesus carrying the cross up that hill and placing them placing him upon that cross and nailing his hands and feet and dropping that cross in that hole and the skin and the flesh tearing. I thought, what a horrible, horrible sight. But then on each side of him, there were two men that were being hung that day likewise. And one of them, as you heard me read just a few minutes ago, railed upon Jesus. And he said to him in a mocking way, if you're Christ, if you really are who you say you are, don't you save yourself? And by the way, save us too. It was a mocking tone. It was not sincere. But the other male factor, the Bible said, rebuked him. And he knew and he felt and he understood that the man in the middle did not deserve to be there. The cross in the middle was of a man that had done no wrong. A man that was nothing but a friend to everybody. This Jesus 
the one that I preached about last Sunday on Easter Sunday, this Jesus was guilty of absolutely nothing. But here's what that criminal said to him. He said unto him, Lord, remember me. Now, we've always thought and and talked about this as just being a mental notation. When you come into your kingdom, remember. Everybody say remember. When you think about remember, you think about things that happened yesterday or a week ago. Or a month ago, and I want to tell you, I'm to the place, if it's past yesterday, I don't remember. But I I would like to take that word, remember, and separate it, if I may. Remember, I would like for it to read R-E-dash-member. Because here's what I think could have been said by this male factor, this criminal He could have been saying, Lord, I have wrecked my life. I have done so many wrongs. I'm deserving of this cross. He already said that. I didn't do right. I've done wrong. I've I've tore up my life. But I know that you are the carpenter's son. And I know that where you came from in the city of Nazareth, it was a place where Joseph your earthly father, or can I say stepfather. Your your father was a carpenter, and you worked in the shop, and you knew what and how to put things together. You were a mender. You were a fixer. So, Lord, if I could ask you to do one thing for me today, I would like for you to put me back together and remember Take all the faculties that I have destroyed of my life and put them back together again. If I could preach to someone on this Sunday morning, I would like to tell you that we have never lived in a world of more brokenness and more hurt and more pain. Families are torn apart. Lives are torn apart. People people do not cherish and want to be where they are on in these occasions and and they they've gone to to different answers looking trying to find all the things that would help them and satisfy them not here today to preach against doctors i love doctors and what they do not here to preach against medicine thank god for medicine when it's used the right way I'm not here today to preach against any support or help group. I know that those things sometimes are necessary. I'm not here to preach against counselors or psychiatrists or psychologists. I'm not here to preach against all that. But we have more of that than we have ever had. We've got people that can't sleep, so they have to take something to go to sleep. And then they have to take something to stay awake. And there's, there's, there's more medicine now for nerve problems. And look, if you're here today and, and you've got all that, please understand where I'm coming from. We are victims of our society. And we are victims of our time and victims of our day. I don't know how to tell you any other way but to tell you this. We live in a broken world with broken lives 
and ruined lives. People have messed their lives up. It's, it's their faith has gone away. Their, their, their hunger for, for good things is still there, but they don't know where to find it. They search in the wrong places. They look in the bar rooms and they look in the drug worlds and they look for different things in different places. Could I come to tell you that the mender is in this house today and the fixer is in this house today and a man that can remember you is in this house today. I don't care what a wreck your life is. I don't care what a mess your life is. I don't care how deep in sin you are. I don't care how lonely you are, how despondent you are, how desperate you are. I've come to preach to you on a Sunday morning that you need to go to Jesus and just say, Lord, can you somehow put me back together again? I need to be remembered today. He did it over and over and over. I, when I was praying this morning and, and my mind went to a, a man whom we call the demoniac of Gadara, you find his story in Mark chapter 5. The Bible said in verse 2, when he was come out of the ship talking about Jesus, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among tombs. He lived in a graveyard and no man could bind him and not not even with chains. They couldn't keep him. Here's why. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. He was, ladies and gentlemen, possessed of devils. Here's what the Bible said. And always, day and night, he was in the mountain and in the tombs. He was crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus... When he saw Jesus afar off, the Bible said he ran and he worshipped him. Could I pause for just a moment today? I want to tell you everybody in this room has a right to worship Him. It doesn't matter if you're living in a graveyard full of demons. you got a right to worship Jesus Christ. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. And the author and the finisher of my faith. That's why this church is a place of worship for all people. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your religious pedigree is. I don't care where you came from. I don't care who what your last name or your first name is. You ought to worship Him. I love what I saw a while ago when I saw people coming out of these pews and, and coming to the I love you, Ruthie Wheatley. We had no more started church and she was dancing in the spirit. But let me tell you why she was, because she came from that prayer room back there where the Holy Ghost got on her. Let me preach to you this morning. You want to get rid of the demons? You want to get rid of the mind problems? Uh, you want to get rid of the things that's haunting you in the middle of the night? Fall down and worship Him! The Bible said he worshipped him and he cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus? I mean, I just feel a little preaching me right now. 
Let me talk to you for just a minute. You can't handle the devil by yourself. But let me tell you, he's afraid of Jesus. He's not afraid of you, but he's afraid of Jesus. The seven sons of Stephen, the book of Acts. Let me tell you, when those, when those guys thought they would just hold him down, he was full of the devil. Let me tell you, let me tell you what, what happened. The devil spoke up and said, Paul we know, and Jesus we know, but who are you? You better be sure you got Jesus when you start attacking the devil. Bible said he cried and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Jesus said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, he asked that man, Jesus did, what is thy name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. In other words, I'm full of the devil. I got a lot of demons in me. This man, the devil was literally speaking through him. And the Bible said he besought him much that he would not send him away out of the country. Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. All the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine. The devil was begging Jesus. Us, just don't throw us out of the country. Just put us in those hogs that they may enter into them. And the Bible said, forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the certain spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Stay with me now. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. They went out to see what it was, what it was that was done. And the Bible said in verse 15, and they come to Jesus. Woo! They went and told the city. And here comes the city. And what they see when they found Jesus, the Bible said, and they see him that was possessed with the devil. The remender, the rememberer, the refixer. I want to tell you, the Bible said the one that had the legion was sitting and clothed and in his right mind. If God can fix the demoniac of Gadara, he can fix anything and anybody in this church today. If you will worship him. Hallelujah. You see, I'm going to get right out where we live today. We got to lose our stinking pride. We got to get over who we are. We got to forget about who's going to say what. Let me tell you, when you get desperate enough and you get tired of your situation and you get tired of the devil pushing you around and tired of going through all those trial and tribulation that you're going through and you start crying. Let me tell you, lose your pride right now and fall at the feet of Jesus. The next time, the next scene was the man that was in the tombs, clothed and in his right mind, worshiping. Ah, the devils went in the pigs, the hogs, and they ran down in the sea, 2,000 of them, and choked to death in the sea. But the fixer, somebody shout the fixer. Here's where he'll work on, right here between your ears. He'll fix your mind this morning. He'll fix your heart this morning. 
He'll fix the things that's wrong. I've come to preach a positive message to you this morning. You don't have to leave here the way you came. Honey, all those things that have been weighing you down, it feels like they're way a thousand pounds on your back and you toted them in here this morning not knowing what to do tomorrow, not knowing how you're going to get through this week, not knowing how to deal with your problems anymore. Get away from the bottle. Get away from the peel. Get away from the needle. Get away from the world. Get away from the devil and fall on your feet or fall on at his feet and worship Jesus today. I promise you when you get up, he will have you clothed and in your right mind, he'll have you fixed before you know what's going on. Ah, Holy Ghost, move in this room. Move all in that balcony. Move all on this ground floor. Move in these risers, Holy Ghost. Let somebody feel it today. Let somebody understand it today. You don't have to be like you are, sir. You don't have to live in the tomb, sir. You don't have to be full of the devil. You don't have to be full of pride. You can get rid of all that this morning. Remember me, God. Remember me this morning. Just put me back together. Is there anybody here that you remember when God put you back together? When God, Brother Ronnie, can I use you for just a moment here today and talk about you? He called me this week. He just called me. He said, I know you get a lot of calls and some of them are needing some. He said, I didn't come for that. He said, I just called to tell you how much I love this church and love you and love my church family. And he just got talking about it and me and him got talking. He said, you just don't know how far I was. He said, there was a place in my life that I wanted to leave this old world. Them old demons were working. Working on you, Brother Roddy. But when you found Jesus, oh, when you found Jesus, when you found Jesus, what a difference it made in your life. I'm preaching to somebody. I'm telling you, I'm coming against a suicide spirit here this morning. I'm coming against a spirit of suicide in this room. I don't even know who you are, but I'm preaching to the Holy Ghost right now. Get up, get that out of your mind. Don't fall at the feet of Jesus this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Lay your hand on your neighbor right now and say, Lord, remember us. Come on, say it. Remember us. Just lay your hand on your neighbor right now and say, Lord, remember us. Everybody in this room ought to say that in prayer right now. Remember us. Put us back together, Lord. Fix us this morning. Oh, God, take the puzzles, the pieces of the puzzle that's been thrown away and find them and put them back in place and get my life where it ought to be this morning. Ah. I didn't come to preach pretty today. I come to preach truth today. Suicide rates higher than it's ever been in the history of the world. It's the number one cause of death among teenagers. I rebuke that spirit. I come against that spirit in Jesus' name. Mm. I don't know why I'm saying all I'm saying today. Honestly, I don't. But I feel the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. Can you see her now? Can you see her now? 
Bible don't give her name. It just said in John chapter 8 that scribes and Pharisees brought her before Jesus. They accused her. They caught her in the act of adultery. And they set her in the midst of Jesus. They said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that we should be stoned. But what sayest thou? The fixer. The mender. The one that can remember. Listen. They said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. He just didn't say anything. They're talking to him and Jesus doesn't say a word. He just says, kneels down on the ground and takes his finger and starts writing. We don't know what he wrote. The Bible doesn't say I could give you some imagination, and I will. He might have wrote thief. He might have wrote liar. He he might have wrote false witness. He could have wrote a lot of things. I don't know what he wrote, but here's what I do know. I want you to listen to what happened. He wrote with his finger on the ground, and as though he heard them not, and so when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, here's what he said. I love this. He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. I mean, I wish I had some rocks. Should have brought some. I mean, their rocks was in their hand. He's ready. Jesus, Law Moses said we ought to stone her. What do you think? Let's try and trip him up. He wouldn't fall in that trap. Yeah, there are stones. There's already. All Jesus would have had to say was stone her, and it would have been over with. I mean, they just took stones and pounded her, watched the blood gush from her head, and, 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 and beat her to death right there on the spot. They were ready. Jesus said, he that is without sin. I think everybody in this room ought to say this. He that is without sin among you. Let him first cast a stone at her. You better throw your rocks down right now. Y'all don't want me to stop here and preach a little while. We could be here for a while if I get to preaching on this. You ain't got no business stoning nobody. You, you probably, if you even carry a stone today, you probably need to drop that and go repent that you even picked it up. Because there are no perfect people in here. And he that is without sin, if you cast the first stone, you know what happened? Nobody threw a stone. The Bible said he stooped down and started writing again. And they which heard it, watch this, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone. And here stood he and a woman taken in the act of adultery. I don't 
don't mean to be funny, but this is, this is true. They had to be looking for something to catch her in the act of adultery. All the kids are back in the back today, so I'm going to talk to you a little bit. It's kind of like my, you've heard me tell the story. My dad used to tell about the guy that called uh, the law on his neighbor about indecent exposure. And the law came out, and he said, that woman over there, she's standing in the window, no clothes on. He said, the, the, the cop said, there's a, there's a six-foot fence here, sir. I don't see anything. He said, you go climb on that five-gallon bucket. I'll show you. Well, yeah, you can find whatever you're looking for. Come on now. They, they were looking for something. They were trying to find something. They were wanting to trip Jesus up. It's what they were really wanting to do. But here's what happened. They got convicted when Jesus kept writing in the dirt. And when he made one little simple statement. And they threw their stones. The Bible said, here's that little woman and, and Jesus. And he looks up at her and said, woman, where are those, where, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. Nobody condemned me. I I don't know what happened, but you ran them all off. I don't understand it, but nobody threw a rock. I don't get it. But he looked at her, and I love what he said. The fixer, the mender, the one that can remember. He said, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You know what I'm going to do today, little lady? I'm going to put your life back together. I'm going to fix all that's wrong. I'm going to take care of your sin. I'm going to fix the things that you're here for. Oh, God of mercy, come into this room today and let somebody understand that you don't have to be what you are. Not one more day. Jesus is in this house. And you won't ever, ever, ever be fixed like Jesus can fix you. My wife is a, is a counselor. I, she'll probably get on to me for this today, but it's okay. I've been got on to before. She sends, spends all her day, five days a week, talking to people, trying to help them with their problems. All kind of situations. She comes home, and she's wore out, trying to help people fix them. I love my wife. I love what she does. Thank God for her. But she can't fix you like Jesus can fix you. Ain't going to happen. See, I could go through this room today and I could show you people whose lives were wrecked and ruined and messed up. People that came here and they, some of them were high. Some of them, some of them far, far from God. Amen. I can, show, I, can, I can point them out here today. We don't have time to go through it all. But there's, there's people that are here today. That the only reason you're here is because he who told that little woman, neither do I condemn thee. Just one word. Just one word. Just one word. You remember the story of Jesus going through the well, by the well in Samaria? Remember that story? He knew what he was doing. He sent his disciples another way so he could go by that well. 
When he got to that well, there was a woman there that didn't come at the normal time because she didn't want to see people that were normally there. And he knew she was coming. He knows everything. She's there, got her bucket, about to draw. Let's strike up a little conversation. And he looks at her and says, Where's your husband? She said, I don't have one. He said, Thou hast said right. You've had five. He's a real go-getter. He said, you've had five. And he said, as a matter of fact, the one you're living with now is not your husband. you got a messed up life, woman. You're a wreck. He said, but I like this, Charlie. He said, she said, how are you going to get water? You don't have nothing to do he said, I, I have water that you know not of. But he said, if you would ask me for the water that I have, you could drink of some water where you would never thirst again. Never thirst again. I'll fix you today like you've never been fixed. You won't have to worry about your reputation, your life, your lifestyle. You don't have to worry about none of that. I'll just fix it today. Mm. He did. She, she, she went and got a whole city and said, "You, you, you got to come. You got to come see this man that told me everything about me. What a fixer!" Can I tell you something this morning? He knows who you are. He knows your mind today. He knows that's a scary thought, and he knows my mind. He knows your heart. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows every step you took last week. Furthermore, He knows every step you will take this week. He is not a God that is ignorant of where you are. The Scriptures say in the Old Testament that God setteth upon the circle of the earth. He has an eye that sees every man. He knows where we go and what we do and what we say and how we live. He knows what we're dealing with. He knew this morning that you were coming to this building. Are you here? He knew you were coming here. And that's why when I started asking him, Lord, let me be your voice today. I prayed this. I promise you I did. Lord, let me be your mouthpiece. That's my very words to God. Let me be your mouthpiece today. He said, okay, here's what you're saying. He gave me the few words that I'm saying to you today. So he knew you were coming. He left and went by your well today. He wants to fix you. Oh, God. I just feel such a burden this morning. He wants to fix you today. He's tired of you being miserable. He loves you more than what you know. He's tired of the the tears that you're crying of desperation. He sees all that. He says, no more. If you will fall at my feet and you will worship me today. If you will come before him this morning and repent of your sins, he will fix you like you've never been fixed in your life. Stand.
you remember when Jesus was feeding the, the multitude? He called out the little boy that had the loaves and the fishes. Remember that? Could I just give you a little of the end of that story? Listen, listen. He instructed his disciples when it was all said and done. Everybody was full. Everybody had eaten. 5,000 men, plus women and children. Our guide said in Israel, perhaps 20,000 people. 20,000 people. 5,000 men, the Bible said. They had women and children. Perhaps 20,000 people. But here's what he said. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed the disciples the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes, them as much as they would. In other words, all they wanted to eat. And when they were filled, he said to his disciples, I love this. He said, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. If I could just take that scripture out of context today. We're not talking about loaves and fishes, but what Jesus would like to do this morning is gather up the fragments that remain. He just wants you to bring him the fragments. Look, you've made a mess out of it. We've all done it at times, haven't we? Anybody here ever just messed your life up real good? up one day and say, how in the name of God did I get here? How did I wind up here? I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. I feel Him all over this room today. I asked Brother Roger, I asked Toby, he asked Roger, asked Toby, I sent him a song early this morning, just a little simple song. They're going to sing it in just a moment. But when they do, if you really want to be fixed today. If you just have some things, look. Okay, I'll be the first in the altar, okay? I'm not ashamed of this altar. You shouldn't be either. This is what this church is all about. Nobody's going to talk about you if you come to this altar. The pastor's going to be the first one here today, okay? I want my life. I want it all. He just wants to fix you today. He just wants to put it back together. He wants to remember you. Bless you, John and Kitty. Bless you, Bless you, Brother Edwards. Bless you, Brother Tommy. Back. Bless you. Look, look, people coming from all over. Bless you. Bless you, Carolyn and I love you. Say it, Roger. I can't say anything else.
feel back there, would you move close and help us pray? God's about to do some things this morning. God's about to fix some hearts this morning. He'll mend your brokenness. He'll mend your brokenness. Come on this morning. Remember me, Lord. Put me back together, Lord. Fix me this morning, Lord. I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many errors in my life. I'm a wreck, but I need help. Oh, yes. This is what church is all about this morning. Come on, you that come forward, put your hands in the air. Fall at His feet. Worship Him today. The demons and the problems and the trials will have to go. Remember me. Remember me. Back together. Hold me The picture is in the house. The picture is in the house. The vendor of brokenness is in the house. Remember me, Lord. You just got to put my pieces back together. My life is wrecked and ruined this morning. My heart is broken, Lord. I need help. I need help. Go ahead and tell me this morning I need help.